8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. So much to talk about over the next two hours. It's all about the viewpoint, the viewpoint of our guests and certainly your viewpoint. My name is Ashraf Ganda. Welcome, as always, welcome to the show. And we're going to give you things that you're going to consider. We're going to have Lakota on land. You know, may have known Mr. Lakota called in yesterday. He has a view on the history of the land issue, what actually happened from day one. So we'll get him in from 9 o'clock to about quarter to 10. Lakota on land, don't miss that. But our big hitter for the, for the night is uh, Matole Motseka, who's the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. We will connect with him fairly shortly. You may, however, before we connect with him, want to even just give me a quick call on just about anything that, that you may have an impact on based upon some of the things you've heard um, uh, today. You may even be aware of the fact that the United uh, States pulling out of the um, of the United Nations uh, uh, Committee on Human Rights, suggesting that there's no way they can stay there because the human rights that that committee is very hostile towards uh, one particular country, and therefore they don't want to be a part of that. Very very significant things around that. <coughs> so. I'd like to get your opinions on many of the things. 0891-104207, hashtag SFM Viewpoint. We'll start talking your viewpoint in a moment. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM, 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. SAFM, we pride ourselves in playing the best in local music. of your soothing weekend music. This is SAFM. All right, so we do now have uh, Matole Motseka with us, the chairperson. In fact, no, we're going we're to connect with him pretty shortly. We'll update you on um, the, the World Cup matches. Uh, well, tonight you may know that it's, it's Iran against Spain, the 2010 World Cup winners. Uh, already today, uh, Egypt effectively now out of the World Cup after Saudi Arabia lost to Uruguay. So they're out. And earlier on, Morocco out of the World Cup. So two African teams knocked out. Morocco are knocked out today after losing uh, to, uh, to Portugal. But tonight it's Spain against um, Iran. And the point that I'm making there is we will give you regular updates of all of that as well. By the way, just when it comes to the big hitter, we, we welcome your thoughts in terms of 
the um, the, the the guests that you you'd like us to hear they i mean it's called big hitter do i need to say more in terms of where we set the standard um but but give us some names in terms of who we're missing of course some of them are pretty obvious we'll try and nail them down soon but uh, feel free to do just that and you can drop me an email to ashraf at safm.co.za okay matole motseka is with me chairperson of the portfolio committee on justice and correctional services well good chatting to you uh, matole hello Last time we met in the plane. How are you? I'm very well. The last time we met in a plane, a month or two back, I think it was, right? I, yes, I trust you well. how is your daughter? She's well. She's, uh, you know, she's recovering after having another kidney transplant three months ago, but she seems to be fine for now. Now, give our regards to her. Thank you very much. Let, let's talk about your, your role as the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on uh, Justice and Correctional Services. W- what do you actually do? Uh, Ashraf, uh, the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services uh, oversees the work of the Department of uh, Justice uh, and Constitutional Development, as well as the work of the Department of Correctional Services and as well as the uh, Chapter 9 institutions, including the public uh, protector, and uh, also, uh, you know, uh, uh, receive uh, their annual reports, uh, scrutinize them, and uh, ensure that, uh, you know, what the government sets out to do uh, it does, you know, where we assess the performance and then uh, we report to uh, uh, Parliament uh, on the work that uh, uh, they are doing. Okay, so with that in mind, let's talk about, about one of the more, amongst the more pressing issues, Ryan. The one is the, the DA proposal to have the public protector removed from office. Uh, what's, the, what's the position on that matter? Now, uh, the Portfolio Committee received uh, a referral from the Speaker of the National Assembly. Uh, that was the referral of a complaint made by the chief whip of uh, the DA, Mr. Stephen Hazen, uh, calling for an inquiry into the fitness or otherwise of the public protector to hold the uh, office. Uh, and therefore, uh, as a, a democratic uh, a portfolio committee accountable to Parliament. Uh, we take uh, the cue from the Speaker. So uh, we also treat all political parties equally, and therefore we afforded uh, uh, Honorable Stephen Hayden an opportunity to come and uh, speak to the complaint that uh, the speaker uh, referred to us. Uh, so it was done. So he has he has spoken to to the committee as as things stand, right? Ha, has they, uh, you know, besides what we see in the public domain, uh, what are the specific complaints that they've put forward? 
No, in broad terms, uh, is uh, alleging that uh, for various reasons, uh, including uh, some court findings, uh, and uh, how she has conducted herself in various instances, that uh, uh, she there should be an inquiry into whether or not she is fit to hold off. So uh, we listened uh, to him as the committee uh, and interrogated uh, what he was saying. But uh, as a committee of justice, we believe uh, in the law of natural justice that uh, you do not judge on the basis of one side of the story you must uh, listen to the other side. So uh, we thanked him for the presentation and uh, indicated that uh, we will afford the public protector an opportunity to respond. Now, after hearing both sides, then the committee will uh, deliberate and see whether or not it is justified to hold uh, an inquiry into her fitness or advice to hold office. Okay, so, so if I can understand it, I mean, this is this is part one. This is the proposal put forward, and then based upon what she tells you, then you decide whether to go for a full-out inquiry. So I mean, that, that process will, will continue for quite a, quite a while, right? Uh, we haven't come to that stage yet. Uh, so you can't say we're going to hold an inquiry. Because uh, we must listen first and weigh the two sides. And then uh, if we find that there's a basis for an inquiry, then we will uh, define that process as to form the inquiry must uh, take and then uh, uh, the modalities of that inquiry. Okay, let's just pause for a moment. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. All right, let's go back then to our big hitter for the night, Dr. Matoni Motseka, the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. Of course, we were talking, and you can certainly call in, 0891104207. We were talking about um, the the move from the DA's, uh, John Stiernhazen, um, to move, remove the public protector. Um, and then we're just picking up on that. So w- w- what, is the, what is John Stiernhazen from the DA? What has he said so far that, that you can share with us? Uh, you know, uh, this matter was discussed uh, uh, in the open meeting in Parliament. Uh, I really would not be comfortable that uh, I discuss the specific things uh, that was said. I just uh, take it that... Uh, it was in full view of the public, and people had an opportunity to hear for themselves. Because, uh, Ashraf, as you know, Chapter 9 institutions are important institutions that were established uh, to 
strengthen and support uh, democracy. And uh, in my position, I may not and should not do anything that will uh, bring any of those um, institutions into disrepute because uh, that would be undermining uh, parliament itself, undermining those institutions because uh, we need those institutions to entrench and deepen uh, democracy and therefore we do not want uh, to prejudge uh, the issues. Fair enough. Let, let's then let's then put it this way. Um, you, you're quite right. There, there's an option of an inquiry based upon the public protector herself making a, a representation. Then that call to have an inquiry or not an inquiry would that would that be done by yourself as the chairperson? Uh, no, because uh, I chair the committee. I would allow all political parties represented in the policy policy to interrogate the two stories and uh, I will uh, assess on the balance of uh, evidence uh, and arguments whether or not uh, I should make a ruling that uh, such an inquiry should be held or not. Uh, if uh, I'm not able to do that on my own, uh, I would uh, put the matter to a vote. But uh, I am also not inclined to use numbers when I deal with serious matters uh, like this, because then you can end up uh, with the majority party uh, using its numbers. Uh, so uh, what I try to do is to seek a consensus, uh, but also to, uh, you know, uh, take into account uh, what the weightier arguments uh, are, rather than just use numbers, because uh, if we use numbers, we could simply put everything to a vote, and then the majority vote, uh, the majority party could have uh, its way, even if uh, it doesn't have a good case. Okay. So uh, we want to attach importance to everything that uh, all members that are represented in the party uh, are saying. Okay. So it's very much decision by by consensus. I'll get to uh, callers. Felix, I'll come to you in just a minute. I'll take more calls as well. 0891104207. Now, without you, because um, I want to move on, without you commenting on what the outcome may be, right? Um, let's just say, however, and I'm saying it, let's say the findings in terms of a full-on inquiry is not favorable um, to the, the public protector. Uh, and and then, then we'd be called to, to have a removed even from the inquiry, right? Uh, and then removed as a public protector. Who, who makes that decision? Is that a court or is that, is that parliament, uh, keeping in mind I think parliament appointed in the first place? Who, who makes that court, if it gets to that? Uh, we, uh, the committee is an organ of the National Assembly. So uh, we can only make a recommendation to the National Assembly. And when the National Assembly says yes, then we will do it. And if it says no, 
won't do it. Okay, I think that that's pretty clear. Let's get let's get calls. Oh eight nine one one zero four two seven. My big hitter for the night, uh, Matole Motseka, the uh, chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. Felix from Nelspruit, welcome to the show, Felix. Thank you, thank you so much, Ashraf, for taking my call. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh yes, I I think it is quite funny and complicated for you to have an inquiry to decide if you need an inquiry. I'll give you an example. If I am accused of stealing. The only thing I want to do is to go to court to, to clear my name for a fair trial. Why should there be a pre-trial to decide if I need a trial? It doesn't make any sense. He has been accused of not being fit enough to hold the office. Then have an inquiry. Let her state a case in the inquiry. And that's what it means to okay, have an inquiry. Maybe, maybe anyway, just, just maybe... It's maybe it's All right, hold on, Felix. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Felix, hold on, because I think there could be a very good reason why there's this inquiry before an inquiry. Let, let's get Dr. Motseka to, to respond to that. Go, go ahead and, and tell us why, why the, 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 the inquiry before the, before a possible second inquiry or main inquiry. Uh, are you asking me, Ashraf? Yes, I am. Go ahead. Uh, Ashraf, we are a committee of justice. Justice means uh, fairness, means fair play. And uh, in a fair play, there must be a process. The process itself must be fair. Uh, We are not under a state of emergency. Uh, We are not a kangaroo court or a kangaroo committee. And uh, we have to give everybody a fair opportunity so that uh, because if the process is uh, faulty, the outcome is also going to be questionable. Okay, but the, the, the question, uh, maybe Felix, you, wanna, you may want to just yes, wanna ask yes, a follow-up please. question. Go ahead, yes, Felix, w- do it. What I'm trying to say is this. The inquiry itself is the fair process. The inquiry itself is supposed to be fair enough for her to be able to present her case and for whoever is accusing her to be able to present their case. That is what an inquiry is for. It's not as if somebody has said she's guilty. We are saying we need an inquiry to, for her to be able to present her case and say that she is fit enough to hold office. Why do you need an inquiry to decide if you need an inquiry? It's like I'm, I stole... And somebody accused me of stealing. Now I said I need an inquiry for first of all for me to go to trial before I can go to trial. I must just go to trial and state my case in court. What is the problem? Okay, got that. Yeah, with, with respect, that is a lay person's view of an inquiry, not uh, an inquiry uh, seen through the eyes of natural justice. Okay, can we can we leave it at that, Felix? Thanks for thanks for the call. You, thank you for yeah, thank you for taking You've certainly heard the, the view of the yeah. uh, of the chairperson of the portfolio committee. Uh, whether you agree, clearly you don't agree, but you have a view, and this is what the show is all about. It is called the viewpoint because we have viewpoints going into the show, we have viewpoints coming out of the show, and you can express it as Felix has just done. You have different views. I want to hear about it. O H nine one one o four two o seven. I suppose you you you're also. I mean, the, the other part of your work, right? Um, uh, and, and you can maybe just comment on this, just the, the, the general functioning around, you know, uh, 
MPs um, that, that fall under your umbrella. Tell, tell me about that. Uh, no. You see, uh, we don't oversee MPs because we are MPs ourselves. We oversee a department. The department are headed by political heads, mm-hmm. the minister and the deputy minister. So we oversee what the performance of the ministers and the deputy ministers uh, in those capacities, but not in their capacities as as MPs. As MPs. Okay, thanks. Thanks for clearing yeah, that up. MPs. So, in doing that, how, how do you hold them to to account? I mean, so for example, let's say we have a, a department of transport. Okay, and they have a they have an, they have a minister uh, who would be the political head. But yes, there will be a whole lot of uh, people like a DG working under them. Who, who then you know who who reports to, to? Do they report to you? What what's what's the check and balance? No, there is a portfolio committee and public transport. We focus on the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services and his two deputies. They report to us, and then we interrogate their reports and also other members of parliament. They have a parliamentary constituency office. They pick up uh, matters that are raised by the public. And now uh, when these matters come to us, we then seek explanations from the minister and the deputies and uh, ensure that uh, we don't put sweetheart questions. We put probing questions to get to the truth, because uh, as public representatives, our responsibility is to ensure that uh, the members of the executive serve the public to the best of their ability. Okay, lot, lot, and 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 the and the impact of of that relationship. I mean, are you able to measure that it actually does work at a time when, as you know, many people question just the the performance of of key portfolios, key cabinet ministers. Uh, are you able to tell us about how, how you measure that impact and whether it's working? Uh, because we cannot be judges in our own course, we can't judge ourselves. Uh, You know, uh, we let the Auditor General also to oversee us and see whether or not uh, our oversight work is effective. Then the Auditor General then will issue a report and say, you know, uh, your oversight work uh, leaves much to be desired. Uh, or needs to be strengthened, or you are hopeless, and then point out where we have to uh, strengthen. But also, all the political parties that are represented in the portfolio committee, uh, or uh, the members, are uh, deployed by their uh, political parties uh, or chief whips, and the chief whips in parliament have a responsibility 
to make sure that uh, there are members who are in the portfolio committees uh, perform uh, satisfactorily. And uh, if we don't do so, then uh, the chief whips can uh, then uh, recommend to the political committee uh, if I take the mm-hmm. case of uh, the African National Congress, which is the governing party, the chief whip then uh, will make a report uh, to the uh, chairperson of the political committee, which is the deputy uh, president, uh, who is also leader of government business, to say the chairperson must be removed or uh, some members must be removed. Okay. So there are checks and balances uh, to sh- ensure that all of us perform uh, to the satisfaction not only of the political parties uh, that have deployed us, but uh, to the uh, satisfaction of parliament, which is a parliament of the people. Okay, just pause for that because we'll certainly pick up on the issue of leadership, ethical leadership and effective leadership in a moment with uh, Dr. Um, Matole Motsecha uh, in his role as the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. We will talk to uh, Masiwa Lakota. So Lakota on land coming up after 9 o'clock uh, as he gives us his take on, on the history of, of South Africa's land issues, land problems. But that's for later. For now, Matole Motsecha with us, chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and uh, Correctional Services. L- let's talk about... Uh, you know your your take on on ethical leadership. It's something that you've uh, you've certainly commented on, and there's a piece that I know you've been quoted on. ANC cannot be led by unethical and immoral leaders. What, what's your take, first of all, on the state of leadership within within your party? Uh, you know, uh, the highest uh, policy making body in the African National Congress is the National uh, Conference. Uh, at Nazareth, uh, it elected uh, a national uh, leadership uh, led by President uh, Cyril Matamela Ramaphosa. And one of the resolutions was that uh, we need ethical and moral uh, leadership. So uh, that is the standard that... Uh, is used by the National Executive uh, Committee that has been uh, elected to ensure that uh, we don't have uh, among our ranks people whose uh, ethical and uh, moral stature uh, leaves much uh, to be desired. But uh, the National Conference uh, it lacks people, it doesn't vet people, and that's why the same national conference decided, mandated the National Executive Committee to uh, establish an integrity uh, commission. Now, uh, if uh, we find that uh, there's someone amongst us uh, However, their status uh, have questionable ethical and moral uh, 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 positions. Uh, 
or you know uh, conduct then uh, such people will be referred to the uh, integrity commission uh, which will uh, deal with those uh, issues and i think with the understanding that uh, you know we are all infallible some people need to be corrected and guided in some cases you know action has got to be uh, taken so the integrity commission is a mechanism that will ensure that uh, we have ethical and moral leadership and and what's your take generally on on the state of of leadership within within the anc and and other parliamentarians you know we're talking nationwide uh you know uh, we have uh, a situation that uh, our national conference um, has raised concern about uh, uh, about uh, corruption uh, you know for instance that uh, the president uh, has appointed uh, a commission of inquiry into the state capture uh, you can see you know the uh, lots of the, the crime is escalating, so you can see that uh, within the broader society, within civil society, within the private sector, within all political parties, uh, there are things that uh, uh, are not going right, and therefore uh, we uh, rely on. Uh, state institutions that have been mandated uh, to deal with these issues, uh, to attend to all these uh, uh, issues because, uh, you know, the best interest of uh, South African society have to be uh, paramount. So uh, the state institutions, the commissions that are there, have got to make sure that uh, we root out uh, the rot in society so that all South Africans can feel safe and secure. The resources of the state can be uh, in the hands of the people that can be trusted by everybody so that uh, the poorest of the poor can benefit from uh, what uh, society has to offer. Mm. Because I say this against the background, first of all, I mean, you know, there was this huge issue on the leadership of now the former president, Zuma, and of course, he's part of an ongoing inquiry, and, and we'll get to that in a moment. But, but also, you know, th- there's been certainly concerns uh, right down to grassroots level around this key issue of service delivery, and a, and a key factor put to or pinpointed is, you know, corruption and poor leadership which has directly impacted on service delivery, uh, not just at national level, but all the way down to grassroots level. Um, and I think you, you sort of already agreed on that. Huh? How big of an issue is that in terms of undermining the country's you know, nation-building agenda? It would not be fair to uh, name people because uh, if people have got to be named... They must be named in the appropriate forums that have been charged with the responsibility to deal with people who are reasonably suspected of being corrupt, of being thieves, and and things like that, so that uh, we don't 
judge people uh, uh, through public opinion, which may be wrong, uh, because uh, every South African is entitled to be treated fairly so that uh, when they are found uh, guilty, they don't say that uh, there has been a campaign against them because that will discredit not only the institutions that are tasked with their responsibility to deal with their uh, offences. There's lots to talk about there, and I think the, the other issue has been uh, concern about about they and see themselves where people within the party uh, taking the party to court in many provinces will. I'll talk about that in a moment. SABC3 brings you the best lifestyle and magazine shows. Tune in weekdays at 4.30pm for Afternoon Express. Join us on Mondays for Cleveland Hustles at 8.30pm. Then, join us on Tuesdays for The Man Cave at 8.30pm. A fun-filled week with SABC3 lifestyle and magazine shows. I'm Azania Mosaka. Come with me on a new journey. If it's the kind of talk that's making headlines, the kind of talk that changes your life, or simply the juicy kind of talk you can't get enough of, it's the kind of talk we'll bring you. A new era, new experiences, a brand new Real Talk. Real Talk starts on Monday, the 18th of June, live at 6 p.m. on SABC3. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. I welcome your calls, 0891-104-207. If you want to put questions through to uh, Matole Motsecha, the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services, feel free to do that. You can SMS 40938. You can tweet, and then if you do tweet, use the hashtag firstly, SFM Viewpoint. Easy to pick up your, your thoughts then, and then tag SFM Radio and uh, and tag me as well. Let, let, let's get your thoughts then on, you know, the, the, the party, in this case, the ANC being taken to, you know, being challenged uh, in court in, in, in various provinces, and it seems to be an ongoing issue. What, what can you tell us about that? Um. You know, uh, as uh, the leadership of the ANC doesn't uh, take kindly uh, to the phenomenon that people must uh, take uh, uh, the organization to court. But the ANC respects the fact that uh, we are a constitutional uh, state and that uh, in a constitutional state we are ruled by the rule of law and uh, our courts are the final arbiters. Now uh, we cannot simply say our members must not uh, have recourse to the court because uh, if they go to the courts, uh, it may suggest that uh, we ourselves have failed our members. Mm-hmm. So uh, the position that we take as the party is that uh, members must exhaust the internal remedies within the party give the party an opportunity to resolve the disputes and uh, 
only as a last resort go to court. Uh, but uh, even this week on Monday, we had an NEC. We looked critically at ourselves and said, are we paying enough attention? Are we ensuring that uh, where our members are not satisfied, we do everything to the best of our ability to resolve the disputes? And we left that meeting in full agreement that uh, we must give uh, full attention to the grievances of our members so that we don't create an oppo- a, a, a situation where they think that their organization is failing them mm, yeah. and end up going to uh, the, the... Well, the reality is they are thinking that already, isn't it? I mean, that's why you're having these challenges. Uh, it is because of those challenges that we had to reflect and say, are we doing everything to the best of our ability? And uh, we left uh, the meeting on Monday uh, with a commitment that at all levels we have to do everything to the best of our ability. But you will understand that uh, the ANC is the biggest organization. You have the branch level, uh, the zonal level, the regional level, uh, the the provincial and the national level. And now you have to infuse uh, this ethical uh, conduct. You also have to capacitate uh, all the structures to make sure that uh, none of these structures uh, act in a way that prejudices uh, other members. And that's why we say uh, we have to go on a campaign to build new cadres who would put uh, the interests of the members above their own uh, interests so that uh, you don't find a situation where you know, Matola Mutsaka stood for mm. elections and somebody did not vote me because uh, they think that I'm hopeless. And then uh, if I get voted and then I use my position against those who didn't uh, vote me. So uh, uh, the members of the organization uh, have the right to vote for people that they believe in. And uh, once a person is voted in, even those that have not voted for you. You are their leader. Uh, You have to treat them fairly. They also have to obey you. But you see, this may be ideal positions that we have to work towards. And that's why, you know, uh, building organization, uh, it's a a process. Uh, It has to continue. And the leadership of the ANC is committed to building a strong organization that, uh, you know, respects okay. 
There's, 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 there's questions. There are questions. All right, there are questions from people being critical about just the ANC and leadership and, um, and and accountability, and we'll pick up on that. I want to get to Tao as well from Joburg. So, Tao, stick around. I really want to hear what you have to say and get your viewpoint. Call Ashraf now, 891 I'll pick out SMSs in a moment, 40938. I'll check out tweets in a second, hashtag SFM Viewpoint. Before that, let's get to uh, Tao, who's calling in from Joburg. Tao, welcome to the show. Hi. Yes, Ashraf, how are you doing? I'm very good indeed. Good talking to you. Go ahead. What's your viewpoint? Fighting. I just want to ask Mr. Mat- uh, Mataka one question, two, three questions. Um, as an ANC uh, member of parliament, I just want to find out how does it feel like um, there was a time whereby uh, the opposition party wanted to impeach uh, Mr. Jay-Z, mm. and now they, 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 they use majority to protect him. It makes me worried now. I'm saying, uh, I'm asking him, how does he feel right now? We have a lot of children who are now d- uh, drug addicts, and uh, most of them are littering the streets in towns. And we've got a lot of, lot of school, ge- school, uh, school girls who are now caught behind a big high hall who are now caught into being uh, are now prostitutes. And drug dealers are busy doing drugs and all criminal yeast and all those things. Now, my question is, how does he feel when he drives past town, whereby I believe that most of his children who are next to him, they are doing well, they are uh, attending good schools. Why does he feel in terms of these uh, schools who are now engulfed with uh, a flame of, of drugs? And then when we've got the, uh, the, the ruling party, and I've noticed also that the bail conditions in, 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 our, in, our, in, our, in most of our, our, our courts is very, you know, very lenient, especially to guys who are doing serious crime, especially drug dealing. They get away with murder. I'm worried about the bailing system and how they get sentenced, these people. How does he feel as a ruling party when the, when the future, which is the children, are now in town and he, him is a member of parliament? You see them when passing there with the blue light. And these are supposed to be the motechas of tomorrow. What, what is cake? What, how does okay, it Hold on. Okay, let's just pause. Let, let, let's get, let's get uh, the response from Matole Matecha. Right? Go, go, stay on the line, right? In case it's a follow up question. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not sure I got the, the question correctly, but uh, if I got the question correctly, now uh, this year celebrating the centenary of. Uh, our icon Nelson Mandela, yeah. who uh, uh, came up and launched what we call the, the Moral Regeneration Movement, MRM, because uh, he realized that uh, the biggest uh, uh, legacy of apartheid was uh, moral degeneration and the attendant social ease. So there is a responsibility on all of us as society to make sure that uh, we bring up children that are ethical, moral, Active okay, but I mean, but the point is, I'm just going to interject you. I think I think the point Tao is making is, and I know you you were a major part of that model regeneration uh, drive, right? And in look, looking at African culture, but the reality is, it's not happening. There are just there's vast numbers of South African youth who clearly do not listen, and we see that every single day. We have to tirelessly work to perfect the individual and that's an easy 
uh, job. Some are incorrigible, and that's why we say the law enforcement offices must do their work, but sometimes you find that uh, some elements in those uh, agencies are also corrupt. Uh, you have uh, the judiciary, uh, and then we, I think we have uh, the best judiciary uh, uh, in the continent. Uh, I hear us, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking judges to court and so on, and therefore we are working hard. Okay, let's just... Todd, do you want to ask a further question very quickly? Yes, my my last question to him is, today we are celebrating Africa Day, and since the Africa Day... No, Youth Day, not Africa Day. No, no, Youth Day, yes. I'm saying, sorry, but now I'm saying, how do you feel with... Because for me, from where I'm standing, I get worried with my child when he goes to school because I can tell you that uh, drugs drugs are now, uh, they they are on fire. You know, they don't even choose. You know, you, you can see even black, white, colored, you know, Indians that are mostly drug, uh, drug addicts and mostly are South African. And I'm telling you to, to you know, to, to, to rehabilitate a person, it's, it's a lot of money and it's not easy to change because this thing, they are in the blood. It's not easy to change a person from being a drug addict to a normal person. But how do you feel when you look at, the, do you see any future of children? Uh, looking at the condition of drug dealing and drug dealing and the shipping that we have. All right, right let, let's get a response on that. Tao, thanks for that. Do, do you see any future for the for the for the youth? You know, we have the porous boundaries. There are people who are bringing uh, uh, drugs into the country, but uh, to the credit of our police. Uh, agencies they've been arresting people at the airports but we also have uh, lots of uh, you know private airports which could be conduits for this type of thing but uh, our parliament uh, is also working on uh, uh, programs for border controls to make sure that uh, we don't have people bringing uh, drugs inside the country but the problem is that we have people inside the country who have the expertise to produce uh, drugs. For instance, we have drugs like Nyaupe, which young people are able to, uh, to produce. So it's a huge, huge problem. Okay, uh, and I think it's an ongoing uh, thing that, uh, that would require further but, commitment. Uh, one one yeah. thing I must mention is that uh, I was heartened this week when uh, the MEC uh, for help in housing I was talking about establishment of rehabilitation centers because uh, it means that uh, the government of uh, Houghton, led by uh, Honorable uh, um, David Makura, I hope others will follow suit, uh, are also alive to this problem. Honorable Mitzvaledi is alive to this problem, but they will do their best to make sure that uh, we combat uh, this drug uh, Okay. Here's a quick one here. Here's a quick one. Why is he and his committee members failing to do a simple thing of acknowledging receipt of correspondence from email? So you've got 20 seconds to answer that, and there's a concern from the public. I didn't hear that. Uh, Well, the public is emailing and say, why are you not responding to emails? But you've got 20 Uh, seconds. 
Uh, which emails? Well, uh, okay, I'll tell you what we do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the person to drop me an email, ashraf at safm.co.za, and I'll pass it on to you. Can I, I do am, that? Uh, ashraf, yeah? I'm also, I'm actually on sick leave. Okay. But that's no excuse not to attend to the public. Okay, we'll, we'll, I'll pass it on to you. I'm, I'm going to do that. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, Matole Motsecha, the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. Let's get to the news now. It's nine o'clock.